You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era and improv news stories, because U.S. copyright law is a corrupt product of corporate constitutional fuckery to imagine how we might improve our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we were raised by rentals. Mike, are you ready to channel your inner privileged, angry Gen X annual male? Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready to flaunt copyright statutes with the unearned confidence of a middle-class white American? All the time. Are you ready to gaze longingly at the monster you created with your own two hands, which you must now destroy for the good of mankind? I hope so. (laughs) Well, good. Welcome to episode 64, the first episode of Raised by Rentals Season (laughs) 3. Dude, that copyright thing at the beginning caught me off guard. I was like, oh shit, I'm going to laugh. Oh, man. With all the stuff coming into the public domain on January 1st, there's been so much in the news and on YouTube and pop culture commentary about, you know, not only like the Mickey Mouse uh, coming into uh, public domain or at least the Steamboat Willie version, but, you know, there's some other like smaller properties. And then now, of course, this time of year, every year, people are talking so much about it. And uh, originally I was going to be like, you know, copyright luck and suck my dick. But (laughs) I wasn't sure if I wanted to come that hot out of the gate, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and that's the thing like uh the whole copyright law thing it, it's uh it's just gonna keep on going like this we're gonna get a bunch of bad horror movies from steamboat willie which it, it's just like when winnie the pooh came into public domain we got fucking blood and honey and now we have a steamboat willie horror movie and a horror video game and a survival horror video game and a shooter video game <laughs> it's like do we really need yes. all this I know, right? I'm just waiting for a horror movie called like Steam Burn Willie or something right. like that. Like, well, the, there is. <laughs> they did announce one. There, there is a horror movie coming out with Steamboat Willie, and I'm like, oh yeah. Jesus Christ! Okay. Of course there is. Of course there is. I had even suggested it at one point on one of our episodes that we do something like that in a new, in an episode in the future. We take one of these, you know, classic properties that'll be in public domain at some point, mm-hmm. and then just immediately, immediately it was like, no, nah, fuck that idea, because everyone else is going to do that. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> So we're going to stick with stuff that's not in the public domain. Damn the man. (laughs) Damn the man. Save the empire. But welcome to you and welcome to everybody listening once again to Race by Rentals Season 3, like I said, where today we are going to mash up a horror movie property, even though we said over and over again last season that we were (laughs) going to take a break from horror after the new year because... Because fuck them, that's why. (laughs) Right. And to be fair, it's probably uh, while it is a horror movie property, absolutely, um, it's it's one of the more heartfelt horror movies of the classic variety. And that, of course, would be Frankenstein, which is yep. maybe my favorite of the original Universal monsters movies, the classics. Um, probably not maybe. I always say that it's Creature from the Black Lagoon, but that literally came out like twenty something years later, so it's yeah. hard to argue that it's one of the like original classics. I. Just watched Frankenstein again this morning, just to refresh my memory, and I was 
shocked. I don't know why, but I was shocked at how good the resolution was on the copy that I watched. It was mm-hmm. so clean and crispy for a movie from like 1931. It was restored really, really well. But that oh, aside, yeah. it's still an amazing movie that pretty much holds up. I mean, the pacing is a little weird, but it pretty much holds up for a modern audience. I honestly, I think uh, Frankenstein is my most watched of the Universal Monster movies. It's hard for me to pick a, a true favorite because I, I, while I do truly love Frankenstein, I love Bride of Frankenstein. I love The Wolfman. I love The Creature from the Black Lagoon. The Mummy's a great story. Like, they're all really good stories, but definitely I would say that Frankenstein is my most watched. I watch it every Halloween. Um, and I've been watching it every Halloween for, dear God, almost a decade at this point. Um, I started watching it around Halloween when I was a kid, and then it was just like every couple of years I would watch it. Um, and I just, I started this tradition of yearly watching that and Night of the Living Dead as my, my two Halloween go-to movies. Um, but I, I love Frankenstein. I've always loved that story. It's, it, it's lent itself well to a thousand and one retellings. Um, there's so many variations on the concept, uh, you know, even, even stuff as far as like universal soldier, which is basically just riffing on the Frankenstein story. And, and I, I love that. I, I, I think that the, that Mary Shelley came up with an amazing sci-fi concept and it, it still holds true to this day that it's one of the best, you know, original sci-fi ideas of just like making a person, like bringing them back from the dead by, from using dead parts you know creating basically playing god and creating another person and mm. i I, lo- I love that concept so we're gonna be talking about frankenstein yeah i think behind dracula it's probably the most influential and i always think it's interesting that people like myself have incorporated frankenstein so much into like what we understand about the world and into our culture that we use frankenstein as a noun and as a verb and just as a general concept and it's like everything is frankenstein and even though we all know that frankenstein was the doctor or Mm -hmm. actual actually he was a medical student not a doctor he was and it wasn't the monster but everybody calls the monster Frankenstein, and that's therefore he is Frankenstein. Because when everybody calls you something, guess what? That's your name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and even even Universal was doing that. I, I mean, like, yeah, we we called you know obviously it was the monster for the first few you know years, but eventually they just they started referring to him in advertisements and like toys and comics and cameos. He was Frankenstein. Um, even though the monster wasn't Frankenstein, but so you know, b- before anyone comments on that, <laughs> yeah, we <exactly>. we know, <laughs> we know. It's like people who get really pissed off about the usage of certain words, and they'll argue on TikTok or whatever about uh, people who use words, and it's like that's not what that means. Except the reality is that language is a way that people communicate with each other, and mm-hmm. words have a variety of meanings. Like even the quote unquote accepted meanings of words. You know, we have a thing called like homophone, which is two separate words that sound the same, two different meanings. But you have to know know the context to understand which one you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And yet people will argue when someone uses a word that, oh, that's not what it means. You're using it wrong. But if everybody understands what you're talking about, then you're not using it wrong. You're using the word as it was intended to be used, which is to communicate an idea. And if your audience understands you, then you're not doing anything wrong, right? So 100% agree. (laughs) 
<laughs> so in this case, when we say Frankenstein, 99% of the people listening to this are going to immediately think of the monster. And then even if their little pedantic brains say, um, actually, it was the doctor, then they still thought of the monster first. I guarantee it. You guys understand 100%. our message. You know what we're talking about. So we're going to stop talking about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what are we mixing Frankenstein with, Josh? Like, I think that's part of the, the question on everyone's mind today. I think that is the question on everybody's mind. If you see the title of the episode, then you know already. But if you didn't pay attention and you're driving in your car listening to this, well, well, we'll get to it in a second. Because, <laughs> you know, to your point, even Hollywood started referring to the monster as Frankenstein. And one of the classic examples of this is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, right? Yep. They, they don't meet henry frankenstein aka victor frankenstein the guy who made the monster they meet the monster and dracula mm -hmm. and the wolfman you know and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a classic classic comedy from the 40s and so yeah we decided it would be really really fun not to riff on a horror concept necessarily but to go to the opposite end of that spectrum and do a comedy and instead of doing Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. We're going to do Jay and Silent Bob meet Frankenstein. Snoochie boochie, motherfuckers. <laughs> Snoogans. <laughs> so, yeah, oh. I mean, this is this is something we, we talked about <clears throat> a while ago with uh, you had mentioned how Jay and Silent Bob are basically, you know, our generation's Laurel and Hardy or Abbott and Costello. It's, you know, it's the the big guy, little guy, you know, you got the the goofy one and the, and the more of the straight man. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, my God, there are so many view askew movies and Jay and Bob were so much of a part of our, uh, you know, formative years <laughs> that it's like, yeah, why not? We haven't done anything in the view askew universe. And maybe it's because both of us kind of enjoy pretty much everything out of the view askew universe. So there's not really much to improve on. Um, so we're just going to improv a brand new entry. Yeah, I think that's probably right uh, to say that there's not really much to improve on. And it's also hard to mash up uh, View Askew movies because there are so many of them and they're so wildly different in like tone and approach. I mean, Jane right. Silent Bob Strike Back and the original Clerks are wildly different movies, you know? Yep. <laughs> and then that from Clerks 3 are, it, well, shit, it just Jay and Silent Bob to Jay and Silent Bob reboot are wildly different movies. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, to your point, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Smith in general and his movies and his comics. And mm -hmm. we've, I've been in, obsessed with the universe all the way back since I first saw Clerks when I'm, I don't know, almost must been, what, 14? I don't remember exactly what year it came out um, offhand. And it didn't write that one down. But I know that Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out in 2001. <laughs> uh, Clerks, I believe, was 94. So, yeah, we were both 14. Yeah, see, that's crazy. I'm definitely too young to be watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See now, Absolutely. I ha I have to admit, I saw Mallrats first, um, so I didn't see Clerks right when it first came out. I knew of it, you know, people had talked about it, but I never got a chance to see it. When Mallrats came out, I ended up seeing that and falling in love. I was like, "Holy shit, this movie is hilarious!" You know, I I need more of this, and immediately went out and rented Clerks. And while I, at the time, I liked Mallrats better because I was young and stupid. Um, at the time, I liked Mallrats better. I loved Clerks. And then as I got older, I started loving Clerks a hell of a lot more. Um, 
but yeah, I was I was hooked ever since that opening line of my cousin Walter got this cat stuck in his ass once. I was like, what? <laughs> like, tell me more about this intriguing new world. Exactly. That's the the angry white Gen Xennial in us, you know. With <laughs> the, the, a whole generation of like guys from American suburbs that are just really angry at the world for no reason, and Kevin Smith became their mouthpiece. You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I remember it as, and I could be wrong. My brother has a better memory, I think. I think that he rented this because he's a couple years older. I I do remember exactly where I saw it for the first time in the living room at my house where I grew up. I remember sitting with all the lights off. And we partially did did that because it was in black and white and the contrast looked better with the lights off, I remember. And just, I was just immediately fell in love with it. Couldn't believe that it was like so creative. The dialogue was insane. And like, I'm a terrible dialogue writer or I really struggle with it. So just having somebody whip off lines of dialogue like that, that seems so natural, but at the same time, so like effortless and creative, like I could not believe it. Uh, I used to put the movie on in the background just to like listen to people talk. And um, I, I, I saw, I first heard of Mallrats on an advertisement on the back of a comic book, just like I first saw Army of Darkness. And I was like, hey, it's that guy from the other movie I saw late at night. And I didn't even know what it was called, <laughs> but with the yep. chainsaw hand. And I remember seeing Jay and Silent Bob on the back of a comic book one day and going like, oh shit, like Mallrats, like this must be like Clerks. Oh, I get it. It's like a plural of people who work places or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, ha ha ha, that's so clever. Um, <laughs> and yeah, to this day, Mallrats is my favorite skew movie to watch like just to sit down and enjoy because it's slapstick and fun and dumb um it's not my favorite i think clerks is my favorite of all of them and just in terms of like an art piece but Mallrats is like my i just want to watch something fun for me it's it's hard because like i feel like clerks 2 might be my favorite only because it hit at such it hit at a time when i needed that message you know, I, I need like because I, I feel like I was in that place that Dante and Randall were in with fuck, I'm getting older. What am I doing with the rest of my life? You know, oh, and there, yeah. was, there was that moment because like I had, you know, I was married. I had a house. I, you know, I, but I only had a part time job like, yeah, I wasn't really doing much with my life. So it was like <laughs> there was this whole just, oh, shit, what am I what am I going to do? So like the message of that movie really had strong. So I think that might be my favorite for that reason. But I. Honestly, my most two, my most watched are probably Dogma and Chasing Amy for completely different reasons. Uh, Chasing Amy because it's it's one of the few movies that every single time I watch it, it punches me in the feels to the point where I cry. Um, I weep up like a little bitch with a skin knee, like I can't help it. Um, it's it's you know what it is is, and I've heard people bitch about this so many times in the story. And I don't want to get on this the sidetrack, but um, people bitch about. Uh, that movie because of Holden and I'm like Holden is the villain like this is something I, I will die on this hill like people have a hard time watching a movie where the main character is the villain and I personally love those types of movies because it's a completely different perspective and Holden is a prick like he is the bad guy you're not supposed to aspire to be like Holden um yeah and and I love that about that movie, that it's this. And it was also Kevin Smith saying, like, hey, I was this stupid guy. Don't be like this stupid guy. Be better. And, like, I again, as a teenager, I needed that message. And I love Chasing Amy for that. 
dogma. I just love it because it's such an absurd adventure film that it's like, I mean, you have these two rogue angels, like the 13th apostle, fucking Jay and Silent Bob and the descendant of Christ. Like, it's just, it's bonkers. And I love it. It's so weird. No, I definitely agree. It is. It, I like all of them. There's not really any within the view of Skewniverse that I dislike. I, we could argue. We could argue that Kevin Smith has made movies that I dislike, but mm-hmm. within the view of Skewniverse, I'd say no. Um, but yeah, I I think Dogma and Clerks Two are probably at the bottom for me, just in terms of how much I watch them and really like them, because mm-hmm. I feel like they both have parts that I absolutely loved. And then they have other parts in the same movie that I just think were like, this is a weird mistake or maybe a mistake's too harsh of a word, but I was like, Kevin Smith was just on something when he wrote this shit. Like <laughs> this, this just goes in a weird ass direction. And every single time I watch it, I'm like trucking along, enjoying the movie. And then I'm like, okay, this, this is dumb. Like this took a weird turn. I think the I'm same gonna... thing happens in reboot too, you know? Yeah. I'm going to guess, and tell me if I'm wrong, but Clerks 2, I'm just going to guess the donkey show is the part that's a bridge too far. That, that is, That was not the first thing that happened that made me go, what? But it was definitely the <laughs> thing that made me go, okay, see, so yes, I was right. I was right. The dude was, like, fucking cracked out when he wrote this shit. Like, why is this in the movie? This has no place in this movie. You're like, even though I know all of his movies are super raunchy, I was like, bridge too far, man. I can't do it. Um <laughs> But whereas with dogma, it's, to me, it's all of the like the spiritual supernatural stuff that to me just doesn't seem to fit in with the rest of the universe. Which, while sometimes very slapstick, you know, mall rats and strike back, but at the same time, it's they're grounded movies about real people dealing with real problems that we all deal with. But then, like, they meet angels and God for some reason, and I'm just like, I'm enjoying the movie. I just think it's weird that it's within the same universe. You know, like, if it wasn't in the universe and Jay and Silent Bob weren't in it, I'd be like, fuck yeah, this is one of Kevin Smith's best movies. But, like, why is it in the the universe? It's It doesn't fit, you know? And I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum because I kind of love that 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 happens. But our only two connections to the rest of the viewers' universe are Jay and Bob. And who's going to believe them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And like, that's what I love so much about it. Cause like Dante and Randall aren't going to believe that they met God. And like yeah. Jay ref- constantly throughout the rest of the, the view skew films uh, always refers to God as herself. So it's like, he's right. Re- yeah. He's talking about Alanis Morissette. And I'm like, this, it's so good. Like, it is. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about for sure. Yeah. Like I said, I just, I just think it's weird to me. It's just a bit too far. It's just like with the donkey show and clerks too. It's like, I like the mm-hmm. whole movie and it's like, uh, did you have to go that far? Did you have to be that <laughs> literal? Like you could have talked about it. It could have been off scene or, you know, or, you know, behind the scenes, or it could have been something that like Randall did and then came back to the restaurant and was like, whoa, okay. Even for me, that was too much or whatever. Like you could have, you could have done something like that, but like just putting it right on front street was just like, Jesus, like <laughs> enough, you know? Um, yeah. But then we would have never got Elias masturbating and crying. going, I'm sorry, Jesus. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. That scene is fucked up. It is. Oh, Where, yeah. And I used, I used to never like chasing Amy like again, because I thought it was, I, it was because I always hated Holden. It wasn't yeah. that I ever saw him as the villain. I just always thought he was a fucking dick. And like, yep. why do I want to watch a movie about a dickhead? But I loved everybody else in the movie. So I would watch it all the time, again, because the dialogue is genius. So many great conversations. Hell, you and I stole an entire conversation from that movie <laughs> for one of our comics, you know? Yep. <laughs> it's a great movie. But every time I would watch it, I'd just be like, oh, God, Holden McNeil is just insufferable. And his He's goatee so is really is. ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it so is. 
<laughs> oh man. But you know, one thing, I know we, I know we got to get to the actual improv because we do have a time crunch tonight, but one thing I want to, I want to comment on is the cameos in these movies and rewatching some of these. I forgot just how many cameos were in like dogma through, I would say like probably dogma through, well, maybe chasing Amy, chasing Amy through clerks too. Because there are so many fucking cameos. Um, like, in, in Dogma, you got fucking Jim Mafood in the church. Like, in, in mm-hmm. the, yeah. like there's fucking yep. Jim Mafood standing there. And then in, in Jay and Bob, you fucking got Joe Casada delivering pizza. <laughs> and he's going to get screwed by Elijah Dushku. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, and in so uh, crazy. And in Chasing Amy, there's a whole bunch of, like, actual comic book professionals. Yeah, Mike Allred's in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would say all the way through. Although, if I remember correctly, and I've seen reboot and Clerks three the least out of all of them, only because they're newer. Um, but they have cameos too. But they're all like characters or actors returning from previous movies, as opposed to like new people joining, right. like new Hollywood stars who pop in for like a second. Um, but yeah, reboot has a shitload of people from the previous movies. And again, Clerks mm-hmm. three is the same thing where it's like, it's all the people that were in the first movie coming back. So you still yep. get all those, uh, those references. Uh, yeah. So we, we, we definitely, whatever we improv today, we definitely need to make sure that we get like some cool cameos in there of either like standard view askew actors who keep showing up and playing different characters or just like other actors that would be cool to like pop in for a scene. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. So to, to, to not uh, belabor the point anymore, let's, let's just jump right into this improv. So we need to get Jay and Silent Bob to meet Frankenstein. Um, we know we're, we know kind of where we're going to stick this movie in the timeline. We, we discussed a little bit off air that we feel like it needs to fit between Jay and Bob and Clerks 2, uh, mainly because in Clerks 2, we find out that they got arrested for driving around with a deployed airbag and ended <laughs> up uh, going to rehab for a while before getting back out. So we know where they ended up after Jay and Bob, but how did they get from Hollywood at the premiere of Blunt Man and Chronic to, to drive around with a deployed airbag and getting arrested. Um, so I think that's the best place where we can fit this little road trip movie in. Yeah, I agree. Plus, trying to stick with the VHS era, you know, we could do anything in the Esk universe and you know, say that it counts because, you know, Clerks came out in, in 94, like we said before. But mm-hmm. I... Uh, I think if we were to try to do a giant silent Bob movie of any stripe, putting it in this place is the best because it's right after they're coming hot off of giant silent Bob strike back when, you know, they were at the top of their popularity. That was a widely successful movie. Even people who weren't already a fan of the universe, just because it was so silly and goofy and fun and had tons of actors in it. Um, But yeah, and it, and it still falls within the VHS era because Strike Back came out in 2001 and then Clerks 2 was out in 2006 and, you know, mm-hmm. the VHS era ended around 05. So I think it's a it's the perfect place to stick it in. And, uh, yeah, we can kind of do something similar to Strike Back and doing another road trip movie, but in reverse. So right. in Strike Back, you know, they were going from Jersey to Hollywood and they got, you know, into antics along the way. So now we got to get them from California back to Jersey and see what kind of hijinks ensue and how the fuck they meet Frankenstein. <laughs> right. And I, I want to comment on one thing you had mentioned, uh, how wildly successful Jam Bob was. And I was, I'm going to say to this day, and I'm sure you do the same thing. 
anytime I hear someone just say fuck in my head, I go fuck, fuck, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck. Mother, mother, fuck, fuck. Mother, fuck, mother, fuck. Noise, noise, noise. One, two. One, two, three, four. Noise, noise, noise. Smoking weed, smoking weed. Doing coke, drinking beers. Drinking beers, beers, beers. Rolling fatties, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? Who smoke the blunts? Rolling blunts and smoking The whole song plays through my head. It's like, oh, God. It's like just, it's it's permanently imprinted on my brain. <laughs> yeah, I... I it happens to me all the time too. Like you know, fifteen bucks, little man. Put that, <laughs> put shit, that shit in my. If, I, if that money doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me, owe my jungle love. <laughs> oh we, oh we, oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Morris Day of the Time. Uh, fucking uh, <sighs> Christina, my wife. For those who don't know her, but yeah, she does that all the time too. <laughs> and she's not nearly as much of a fan as I am. In fact, I think that she just doesn't like Kevin Smith at all. But Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is an exception to that rule. And, like, it's a fucking amazing movie that we still watch and quote all the time. It's so silly and stupid. Like, I, I'll be honest. B- before we recorded this, um, I hadn't watched it in several years. Like, because I watched it before I went to go see Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. And then I haven't watched it since. Um, so, like, there was a lot of moments where I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about that line of dialogue. Or, oh, I forgot about this scene. And I was just cackling all over again. Like, I forgot about the whole argument between uh, um, Jason Biggs and, and Vanderbeek. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you stuck your dick in a pie. Oh, fuck you, Pacey. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> that back and forth. I was dying. I'm like, Jesus, I forgot about this shit. But anyway. And, yeah, it, it's weird, too, because that was actually the second time that Jay and Silent Bob went on a road trip. Because there was also a comic book that came out in 1998, Chasing mm-hmm. Dogma, that we're kind of riffing on too because it took place between chasing Amy and dogma. It was a three or four issue miniseries and yep. it was a road trip, but instead of, you know, trying to go to Hollywood, Oh shit. I forget what it was. They were going to see like some adults, uh, movie star or something, but they ended up on the road with like Suzanne, the ape, which then yeah. later on, Kevin Smith, like mined that idea and put it into strike back. So technically chasing dogma isn't in continuity anymore, but it's a really cool comic too, because it also fills in some of the other gaps with what was her name? Julie, something, the the girl who like was in mid backstroke and dropped dead. And then in mall rats, and then they go to her funeral and like knock the coffin over in clerks wire. I think, I think that's what it was. So it, the scene where they're in the funeral home, which was the written, but not, you know, in the in the final version of Clerks, but that's in the comic too, so you get to see what happens. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I want to say actually that the start of their road trip was to go to Shermer, Illinois. Um, oh, that's right. And that because yeah, because I think he 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 took that because he took that for Dogma as well. Um. So yeah, I I think there were there were a couple because God, it's been fuck like 20 plus years since i read that um but i remember i I bought the trade paperback when it first came out and freaking loved it like that and the uh jim mafood clerks comics i read over and over and over (laughs) again um the the blunt man and chronic with um oh god what was the guy who drew powers um michael avon oming thank you i was I, i couldn't think of his last name i was like michael avon something um yeah, he uh, like I loved that Blunt Man and Chronic comic, but it was it was my least favorite of the bunch. Um, yeah, I, I agree too because I love his artwork. I love Oming's artwork, and at the time, Powers was one of my like all time favorite comics. I just yeah. thought it was a weird fit. It was a bad fit for those characters. Like it didn't, yeah. especially after seeing the the comics that 
the fictional characters of Holden and Banky make in Chasing Amy and then seeing how drastically different the art style is to the comic that we got in like the real world and yet right. it was supposed to be like oh here's the fake comic from the movie it was like you, they should have picked an artist who was similar more similar to Mike Allred yeah I wish they could have just got Mike Allred because yeah. <laughs> I mean uh, his his designs for Blunt Man and Chronic were gorgeous they were so good but anyway yeah back to business so Jay and Silent Bob are in, let's say they're in, still in California, and they got mm-hmm. that that big uh, that big Hollywood money, and now they're going to head back to Jersey. So right off the bat, I'm thinking it can't be something as simple as they get on a plane or a bus, because first of all, we saw some of that in Strike Back, where they were trying to like get on the bus, and they make that joke about, like, so when you have to pay to ride the bus, or whatever it right? was. <laughs> um, <laughs> and of course, the movie would be over, they just get on an airplane. So there's got to right. be a road trip. So there's got to be like a car involved. Absolutely. So we would have to have them... Uh... So, okay, so so they would have to do something along the lines of, like, they got to, you know, they say their goodbyes to everybody, they got to make their way back to Jersey, and they go to, like, a used car lot, and we got to have them get, like, some real shitty car, too. Oh, yeah, it's got to be, like, some beat-up, like, 93 Corolla, too, like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, 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 they're, maybe they're just walking down the street in, like, Hollywood somewhere, just, like, foolishly counting big wads of money, like, in front of people, <laughs> you know, even though they're drug dealers and you think they would know better, but they, right. they've never been very careful, you know, and, uh, yeah, and maybe they're, they're just talking and, you know, some conversation where they're, like, Bob's afraid of flying and, you know, Jay's, he's not going to pay for the bus because that's stupid. We used to ride that shit for free every day. And then, yeah, they see some crappy little used car lot on the corner in some shitty neighborhood of Hollywood. And they're just like, hey, problem solved. And, and there's like some smarmy, you know, greasy uh, dude in like a rumpled suit, you know, you know, just your typical like used car salesman out who's just who sees Mark's coming, you know, <laughs> <laughs> And he needs to be played by, um, oh my God, what's his name? Justin Long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Justin Long with like a little pencil mustache, like a like a John Waters style mustache. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Justin Long doing a John Waters impression. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So he, he he talks him into this car, like you know, I can see you're a couple of like distinguishing gentlemen, and like you know, you know, like you know, classic cars are all the rage, you know, like <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, they, they don't know any better. They're a couple of dumbasses. But I, I think too, like this would be a good place to set the precedent throughout the entire movie of Bob, who is obviously silent, doesn't talk much, but the entire movie he needs to be. Have, he needs to have these facial expressions where he's trying to tell Jay, what are you, a fucking idiot? Stop. What are you doing? And yet Jay is just oblivious to it and going along with it. Like, you know, yeah, like Bob is just agreeing with everything he's doing, you know? <laughs> right. And so we have to have them like completely overpay for this like jalopy of a car. You know, like maybe, maybe, uh, you know, Justin Lockheed, like we, we see him like when they're walking toward him, have him like pick up the, the sale sign on it and like rub his, his, the sleeve of his jacket across it and like Sharpie in a new price and have it yeah. be, like, <laughs> like a thousand dollars higher than it was or something. <laughs> or he just like, he draws a zero on the end when went from a thousand to 10,000, you know? <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Oh, so, 
And of course, you know, he, he talks it up and, and Jay's just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and he, he's walking around the car. He's like, yeah, this will definitely get us back to Jersey. And Bob's just like, dude, like what? You know, just like looking shocked that he wants to pay for this and then have Jay just like take out the wad of, of bills they have and just count it out like no problem and hand it over. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't even try to negotiate or anything. And then he like takes takes an extra hundred and like sticks it in Justin Long's like pocket. Just like you know, and a little extra for you, my fine man. You know, like. <laughs> and Bob's just shaking his head in the background, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. What a dumbass. Right. And then yeah, and then, then let's just cut to them like uh, driving out of LA. Like maybe we see the LA uh, skyline in like the background, and they're kind of like driving like out toward the camera. You know. Um, the driving outside the city, maybe not like all the way into like the desert yet, but it starts to get into like scrubland outside of LA and, and, you know, we go into the car and of course they're doing that thing with like their synchronized, like head bop dance while they're smoking like a big (laughs) fat joint. And, uh, and I, I, some great song will be on the radio. I don't, I I don't know what, you know, Kevin Smith, he has a love for, you know, Prince and like eighties pop. So he's always had great music in his movies. So they're going to be jamming to some like amazing song that I can't think of right now. Um, and, uh, so let's, I'm racking my brain trying to figure out a good one too. I know. I can't think of it. Anyway, the point is now, and now that they're on the road, we got to get them into some hijinks, but we also have to obviously have them meet Frankenstein. So let's just have them kind of stop and have their first little, like little bit of like comedic business right here. So let's have, you know, they're, they're cruising along windows open, you know, smoke's billowing. They're dancing to their song, not paying really paying attention. Um, And uh, Jay, like uh, he hits a pothole or something. And then like uh, the cherry of the joint pops off and it falls in his crotch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he's doing that thing like in Big Lebowski or like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles where he's like, you know, suddenly trying to like, you know, get the like burning like, uh, you know, ember out of the seat while he's driving like full speed on the highway, you know? <laughs> yes. You know, and again, we do a, a, a little bit of business where they're like they're they're screeching and swerving and, you know, maybe some other car drive, you know, drives by and some other cameo actor like flips them off. You know, like it's we see uh, Ethan Supley or somebody, you know, and, right. <laughs> um, you know, Jace, you know, swerving and, and they're all screaming and then they see like, a telephone pole or a guardrail or something. And the comedic like double scream while they slam on the brakes and skid to the side of the road and. <laughs> And then, you know, Jay hops out, like, you know, just like uh, batting wildly at his crotch, you know, like, ow, 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 you know. <laughs> and when, when they screech to a halt, like, like, yeah, well, let's have it like make it look like they're going to hit the telephone pole and do the, the, the you know, like they look at each other. They do. They look back at the camera and do the double scream, like you said, and Jay slams on the brakes and we see the car like, you know, screech, 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 screech and almost hit the telephone pole. Just like maybe it nudges it like they stopped just in time. But we see like the hubcaps roll off like do 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 yeah. just roll it down. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah, if Jay jump out and just be like crab 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 just batting at his dick. You know? <laughs> and Bob Bob gets out and just like he leans his arms on the top of the, the, the roof of the car. He's looking at Jay, just kinda like waiting for him to be done, like dancing around, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> uh and then that's when Bob like looks in the car and he sees that the seat is actually like starting to smolder on fire. And then it's like, you know, zoom in on Bob's face, eyes go big, you know, kind of a, you know, 
uh, a comedic like zoom in and then uh you know maybe uh you know bob pulls his jacket off and uh you know he walks over to the other side of the car and he's gonna like try to like you know smother the fire but he's just kind of like batting at it and then jay comes up behind him screaming and like grabs his jacket and is just like whipping it at the car seat <laughs> you know just he's just panicking he he pushes bob out of the way and he's just, like using his jacket to just like you know he's, he's not even doing anything to the fire he's just like ah! and like waving at it you know <laughs> making it worse you know right so eventually like we have we have to do something like uh i don't know maybe maybe they had like a big gulp between them or something and bob just grabs it and like douses the ember to like put it out so now, and he's like oh motherfucker now my seat's all wet just like something stupid <laughs> like that oh oh that's even better too because i don't think bob would take his big coat off so like well yeah what if he goes to grab the the big gulp and he's walking around to the driver's side and then jay comes up behind him and just like rips the coat off of him and and, and bob's like what the fuck you know <laughs> You're doing on my coat, motherfucker. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. So yeah. So, so we have them douse the the embers, and so now now they're on the side of the road, and everything is put out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think at this point, you know, Jay's got to be like, oh man, motherfucker. Like every time we try to go somewhere, like some bullshit like this happens. You know, he's gonna kind of pout a little bit, go on a, a, one of his like little monologues, while again, Bob's just kind of like waiting for him to be done. Like, can we go? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and have him go off on some rant about how like oh man we got all this money now but like all this shit keeps you know it keeps happening to us like nothing ever goes right you know justice is in prison and you know blah 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 and he's just kind of like you know having a little woe is me moment and uh maybe he says something about like man i wish things could be better is he gonna wish that they had like a better car or wish that things were were better if if they could get you know already back in jersey or if they never came out to california or i'm not sure at, at this point like what what, he, what is he ranting and raving about um well i i definitely think he he should be doing the whole like the whole fucking world's against me blah 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 he, he could, could make mention of like you know he finally gets a hot piece of ass and she's gonna be in prison for the next 15 years you know and it's like we we finally get a bunch of money and we can't catch a break and he's like going on like maybe he he, he he's talking about like the future would be so much better like um, you know, maybe he, maybe he wants to get to the 15 years. So, you know, justice will be out of prison. He can get some. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Like if he's like, man, I wish I could just like, you know, fast forward, you know, 15 years and, and I have to like wait this whole time or something. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So let's follow that train of logic. So what if he's thinking like, yeah, dad, like, that's what we need. We need some like, you know, some like George Jetson shit or something, you know, he's like, we got all this money now. Like, you know, we can buy like a fucking time machine or something, you know? Right. Uh, so, you know, he gets out of the car, he's freaking out and all that. And he does the whole, like, I swear to God, the whole fucking world's against me. He's like, I finally get a hot piece of ass and she's put away for 15 years. It's like, I wish we could just jump 15 years in the future. Everything would be better in the future. It's, it's like my man, Philip J. Fry went to the future. He's got robots and, and Cyclops aliens and everything 15 years from now i bet we'll have flying cars like the fucking jetsons and shit you know <laughs> he's just like, yeah, like he's exactly. so stupid to think that 15 years the world's gonna completely change exactly like and he's like I, i'd be a mad pimp like my homeboy fry in the motherfucking futurama you know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's yeah that's and, awesome and then yeah he could be like you know i bet they don't have weed in the future we'd be the motherfucking hookup <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then you have like uh you have Bob like elbow him and then like he's you know 
uh, tilt his head to the side like he's like look over there and like like can you believe the coincidence and they look over and jay sees like this big concrete brutalist building which by the way we hadn't seen before but somehow there's this giant <laughs> building you know and it's surrounded with like razor wire and stuff and then the sign says something like um like uh like stein inc cryo labs you know <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I love that it's like just there like it's 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 not down the road it's like literally just off camera exactly it's, it's like it's like in all those like horror movies you're always complaining about on the boogeyman's closet where it's like you see the whole room and then somehow the killer is just standing right behind him the whole fucking time like how did you not see him there exactly <laughs> No one has peripheral vision in horror movies. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. No, that's that's fucking hilarious. So like so yeah, so they look over and it even plays like that music cue, like the doom kind of music cue that it always plays when they yeah. notice something. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Then, uh, then Jay says something like, "Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. We're gonna go, you know, freeze our heads like uh, fucking, uh, you know, Walt Disney or whatever, and like, you know, wake, and wake up in the future, and we'll have the the mad hookup with the weed and the money, and justice will be out of jail, and everything will be like perfect. It'll solve all our problems. Like, come on, lunchbox." And Bob is just like, "What the fuck with this idiot?" Like, you know. <laughs> And of course, Jay's just gonna lead the charge, like just with with the confidence of an idiot, <laughs> you know, walking toward the front gates. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they go up to the gates, and it's like all these signs that that it's clearly like not just you know like a. Uh, cryo bank or whatever that anyone can walk into it's like there's razor wire and like warning <laughs> signs and like keep out and you know enter at your own risk danger blah 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 and jay just walks right through you know up to the gate and just walks right in and like walks up to the door and it's funny because it's like they have all these signs trying to keep people out but they weren't expecting like two stoners to just walk <laughs> in the front door <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> like it could literally be like you have the security checkpoints and like the the big like the the you know the black or the red and white like crossed beams that are that are like you know they'd have to raise or lower at the checkpoint and like you see all the stops stay out you know government access only blah 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 and you see the guards like maybe like they literally just duck under the gate and start walking <laughs> and like maybe the guards like watching a like watching an episode of like designing women or something something stupid he's just yeah. sitting there watching tv like completely ignoring as they walk by exactly or, or maybe even jay says something like you know good afternoon my good man and then the, the guard like his eyes don't come off the little tv but he just like lifts up two fingers like what's up and it's yeah, like, yes. he's just so like oblivious to anything going on because like no one ever comes here he's been sitting there watching his like little 10 inch uh, screen tv and that booth for years and nobody ever just walked through the gate <laughs> you know? and bob's just looking around like okay i guess we're going in <laughs> and the guard's got to be like chris rock or somebody like don't even say anything just have it be him you know right. or like or like one of one of the kevin smith regulars you know absolutely <laughs> actually i feel like this would be a good spot for ethan supley i feel like yeah, he would yeah. make a good guard yeah, probably. Just, <laughs> just sitting there, like, drinking a big gulp watching TV. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh man. Oh, dude. No, it'd be perfect, because just like he was, like, staring at that fucking, uh, yes! like, the, sailboat. the sailboat painting. Yes. In I was just going to say, we either we have him watching something about sailboats, or we have him staring at a magic eye poster. Yes. 
just, yeah, just just have him watching like this thing about sailboats on like some you know educational channel, and he's just like enraptured by it, like just <laughs> staring slack jawed at the screen, like. <laughs> like he's hypnotized, you know. <laughs> oh my God, that's fucking great. <laughs> so, so they yeah, so they get to the they get to the uh, the front doors of the facility and like walk in, and maybe this is where like they get immediately walked right back out by like three guards, and they're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? And be like, whoa, 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 calm down, my good man. You know, do the whole, and, and maybe he like they they're getting like they're threatening him, they're getting angry, and this is where you know Jay pulls out the weed. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, can't we all just get along here? Come on. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. And then we cut to like some scene where there's like disco music and like lights and they're like smoking <laughs> and dancing and like all getting fucked up. And then like a smash cuts to like, they're still standing outside, but now there's three guards are just like laying in a pile on the ground and like, just like fucking lightweights. You know? right. <laughs> and the whole time this is happening, I, we should like, we see them like dancing and partying with the guards. Like they're all smoking, passing this joint around. And like, we hear the music, right? And then we cut back to the guard station where the music is just quietly in the background. And we just see, like, even Shoopley yeah. sipping his cup, still yeah, not exactly. noticing the party, like, oh, literally in front of him. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, the guards that walk him out should be, it should be uh, Diedrich Bader uh, from uh, the Drew Carey <laughs> show. Because he was yes. in Jan and Bob Strike Back, right? And it's like, again, yep. you got to bring somebody back. And then who's that guy, the tall guy, who's also on... Uh, whose line is it anyway? Who is on the Drew Carey show? What is his name? Oh, Ryan oh, Styles. Um, oh my god. Yeah, that's god. it. Ryan Styles. I yes. just looked it up. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> okay, so so let's get him inside. So they get him they get inside this building and they walk in and like now that the, the guards are either hypnotized by sailboats or like passed out, then like they walk in, there's like nobody in the building, and uh, you know, of well, course, we, we need to Jay... have them like yank one of their badges off or something so they can get in. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but of course, you know, Jay just he's just gonna proceed with his like unearned confidence, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Jay, he's just like, you know, like uh, right this way, you know, come with me, and and he's just taking off, like again, a little comedic bit where he like you know, takes the left turn, takes the right turn, takes the left turn, takes the right turn, takes the left turn, and it's like, where, where the fuck are they? going but he's just walking like he knows exactly where it is and know? the whole time we should have bob behind him like looking behind them and looking around like where are we <laughs> like he's and just jay is walking the way like jim carrey and as ace ventura just walked into the police yeah. station just that like swaggered confidence yes and like as they go along too like it, it it transforms from this you know sort of uh sort of facade of like an office building to like dark hallways with like running lights along the bottom and like yes. you know like there's like you know fluorescent lights like that are like blinking off and on and like dark hallways that you can't see down and this way like, and bob's just <laughs> bob starts like chewing his nails you know like, there's like nuclear <laughs> power signs and shit yeah, exactly <laughs> it's like what the fuck <laughs> Um, and then so it, it, then they go through this like set of double doors and suddenly it's like this big brightly lit like white sterile lab and you see these like big like tanks that look like you know I don't know like escape pods or phone booths or something you know right. they're like these cryo tanks and <laughs> and of course you know Jay's like see I told you I knew where I was going <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah like well we <laughs> 
Okay, so yeah, so they they get into the cryo lab and like nobody's there. So like maybe like I don't know, the scientist is on lunch break or something. So they're they're down there by themselves looking around, and we got to have uh, should it should it be multiple tanks or should there just be like one tank with the Frankenstein character? Because we got to have the Frankenstein character in here. Yeah, I, th- I think one could be good. Like one, like in the middle of, or if there are more, there's really just one in the middle of the floor that's like everything's lit up and there's like little tables around it with like you know equipment or I don't know like surgical tools or mm. cathodes and or whatever the fuck. Like there's like a science, mad scientist shit you know around. <laughs> <laughs> it, we're gonna mix the aesthetic of like the Frankenstein lab with like modern medical lab. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so have the two mixed together. But yeah, so like have them have them looking at the uh, at, at the cryo tank, and maybe yeah, maybe there is just the one because because like Jay would be like, oh man, there there's there's no other there's no there's only the one tank and, and it's already occupied, you know, or there's already a dude in it, and then like uh, have them look around, and be like, that's kind of roomy in there. Maybe we could fit. What do you think? Tons of fun. <laughs> like, yeah. just... <laughs> and then Bob just shaking his head, no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> and like. So I think um, this, so just to kind of, because obviously the audience would, would know at this point that it's a Frankenstein movie, but just to kind of nail that point home, we got, we have to have Project Prometheus somewhere in there, <laughs> whether it be on the tank or like on a, on a binder next to the tank, like on the desk, something like that. Yeah, no, I think it just, it both, but yeah, it should be like right there on the front of the tank, just to really drive home that like, it is not a cryobank, dumbasses, it was a facade, it was fake, like, what are you doing? Yes. Like, you're in some like, evil government facility with like some, you know, uh, top secret experiment, like, get out of there! You know? Exactly. So like, let's have them, so they, you know, they, Jay starts poking buttons on the tank and, and opens it up. You know, and it's like, all right, let's let's get in. But when he opens it, of course, the alarms go off. So now yeah. it's like they've just alerted the entire facility. And like we could have like security gates slam shut, have them start freaking out, like not knowing what to do. You know, in J in typical J fashion, he could run over to the computers and just start slapping buttons. Just like, turn yeah. it off, turn it off, turn it off. He makes that noise like, yeah. You know? yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bob's just looking around, like, in a panic, just, like, maybe Bob's trying to hide. Like, he picks up, like, a bedpan and puts it over his head, and he's like, no, that won't work. And, like, <laughs> like he just <laughs> tries to climb in a garbage can, but only his legs fit, you know? So, like, He's like, no, that won't work. Hmm, what else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they start hearing, like, you know, they start hearing footsteps of, like, you know, but it's, like, in lockstep. Like, oh, like, soldiers, like, coming, you know, and then right. and they're, like, they're, like, panicking. Yeah, you know, Bob maybe just like dives under like a table, you know, and he's like, you know, he's covering his head with his hands and like his his feet are kicking on the ground, you know. <laughs> yeah, we. Oh, yeah, dude. So cause you said there was like a table in front of the the, the cryo bank. So what I'm picturing mm-hmm. is like the big cryo tube. Now that the the door is open, um, and we we still haven't really gotten a good look at who's inside. Like we just see like fog and 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 stuff. Like there was, of course, going to be like frost on the interior of the glass. So we just see like a shadowy figure is in there um so like like have them both duck down behind the table as like we hear the guards like come over the intercom like whoever's in there you know we are armed and and authorized to use lethal force you know if you have weapons put them down now like that type of thing and have them just be like panicking and shivering behind the table and then have like (laughs) while they're they're doing that we see like a big meaty like wet and drippy hand like come up behind him and tap him on the shoulder 
And then like, <laughs> and we'll do the total Scooby-Doo moment where we're, we're looking, we're viewing from right in front of them and we see the shadowy figure behind them and they both turn in unison and look up at the camera and then just see like Frankenstein's face looking down at him. So like, I'm picturing kind of a more like the modern, uh, like the Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Robert De Niro. Oh yeah. Kind okay, of cool. pic- picturing more of like that type of look where it's like the, the stitched together person, not, not necessarily like the flat top electrode neck. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like have like a dude, like this big hulking dude, um, and have maybe, maybe, I don't know who, who could, who could play the character. Big hulking. Definitely. Like, I don't know why, but like, I, I was thinking about, you know, again, like the regulars, like the, uh, the Kevin Smith regulars, and he, he always has like a Hicks family relative in his movies somewhere. And it would be funny if it was like Brian O'Halloran, but like in a bunch of makeup and like a muscle suit. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's fucking Dante from Clerks, but he's just like all fucked up. But I think that Brian's face would be perfect for this, honestly. Like, you know, no offense <laughs> to the guy, but he, he's really elastic and like expressive. And, you know, it, it, whenever he makes these expressions of like, oh, really? Come on. Like, it, yeah. just, it, it looks so perfect, you know, for this. Uh, like he could like he can he could like twist it up with, with makeup on and make it look like his like mouth is droopy or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, no, uh, no slight on the guy. I just think that he has a good look for this. Yeah. Oh my god, that that's perfect. I think that would be fucking hilarious. The fact like <laughs> and later on if we could find out that he actually was one of the O'Halloran or the uh, um uh Hicks family members. Yeah. So <laughs> well, <laughs> pri- private Hicks. <laughs> yeah, private Hicks exactly. Yeah, so okay, so we have to try to work that in there somewhere where like, you know, his his name is, you know, Frank Hicks and they see it on like the the medical records or something. Um right. But but not but not yet not yet so right because right now they're, they're they're trying to like hide and there's like you know so now these like soldiers are like streaming in the room with like you know guns drawn um, wait no are, are they gonna see them first or do we need to get like Frankenstein out of here is Frankenstein well, gonna see, like he, sneak out or fight out no I think Frankenstein would fight out so I, I the way I'm picturing this scene going is like you know so they they freak out you know when when like they they turn and look they see the monster. They scream, like, scream at the monster, then they scream at each other, and they scream back at the monster, and then have the monster scream and be like, and, like, fall over, and have them just be like, what the fuck, why is he scared of us? You know, and then have him, like, kind of cowering from him almost. Mm-hmm. And, like, like he's just as scared as they are, just like, what the fuck is going on? So then, like, you know, they, they get up, they go, and they, they help the monster up. And the monster just kind of like looks back and forth, and even though it's like this huge hulking, like you know, he's got him by like two foot, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. big, and he's looking over at either of them. And then like we see the security gates rise, and we hear the secu- uh, the security guards again say like, you know, we're coming in, like that type of thing. And they have Jay and Bob do the maybe they do the stereotypical like panic where they run back and forth and both try to hide behind each other. You know, they're just yeah, like, right. and then they both end up just hiding behind Frank or behind the monster yeah. and just closing yeah. their eyes. And then we, we do a close up of the monster, like grit its teeth and start lumbering forward. And so we just, we see Jay and Bob like huddled together, like, in a, in, like hugging each other. <laughs> like Bob's got his leg up on Jay. Like, and nice. we, we hear the like, boom, like biff, bam, pow, like Batman beat him up sounds. And then like, maybe we see like a guard go flying by, like land on the other side of Jay and Bob. You know, and have them open their eyes and see that the monster whooped the hell out of everybody. And, you know, they're just like, holy shit, like, you know, good on you. Like, they're, they're all excited. 
and then have them kind of talking to the monster. So like have Jay introduce them, you know, like, you know, my name's Jay, you know, and this is my hetero life mate, Silent Bob, you know, do that whole thing. Um, and then be like, what's your name? Have me like, you <laughs> <I> can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and have maybe Bob, like, you know, he slaps Jay and he points at the, uh, at the, the label on the tank where it says project Prometheus. And <laughs> Jake is, of course, Jay's not going to be able to read that. He's going to be like, <laughs> Promo Visas? That's a stupid fucking name. What kind of bogus name is Promo Visas? <laughs> and, and then have, <laughs> have Bob pantomime Frankenstein, like, you know, points at the, at, at the monster and puts his arms out and kind of goes like, like staggers back and forth, like pantomiming a Frankenstein. And have Jay be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he has no clue. <laughs> and Bob's trying to, like, pantomime, like, lightning coming down, and then the guy rising from the ground. And Jay's just like, well, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's like, but you need a better name than Promo Visas. That's a stupid fucking name. And, like, maybe he looks down at the badge he was wearing, and it was, like, I don't know, like, Frank something. He's like, yeah, yeah your name's going to be Frank. We're going to call you Frank. Yeah. And Bob just, like, slap his forehead, like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and I'm like, we're gonna call you Frank, and, and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm Frank. My boy Frank in Stein Labs. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have been drinking my fucking coffee. <laughs> that's so dumb. It's perfect. I know, right? And that's when that's when Bob is just like, oh, what the fuck, you know? Like, well, at least he got he got there eventually, I guess, you know? <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. Oh, oh shit! So now, yeah, they gotta they gotta leave the facility. So like, they they you know they go running out like because maybe, maybe the alarms are still sounding, and you know Frankenstein is is trying to like trying to lead them out like maybe he's waving them on. They're like, come on, let's go. So they they rush back out. <laughs> let's have them like run by the same fucking guard. <laughs> It's just <laughs> oh, so we should have them like I feel like it's a little bit unrealistic to like just get in and get out. Even though like yeah, Frankie like beat a bunch of people up, but like what if at, while they're running they start hearing like a voice over like an intercom, like a woman's voice, you know, saying like you know like stop, you don't know what you're doing, stop right there, you know, mm -hmm. like like yeah. basically like you know kind of half ordering and half pleading to like you know stop, stop, you know. And um, this this is going to be I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, the scientist that was in charge or if it's like the head of security at the building, you know, or I'm not sure just yet. But they, they hear this voice um, so that we know that there's like this other character who like is going to be chasing them. Right. So, yeah, they're going to they're going to run out. <laughs> Maybe we see Jay. I don't know if you ever did this when you were a kid, but you ever like be like just running down the street, like you're running somewhere and then there's like a slight bump in the sidewalk or like a little ant pile. And you just do this huge leap, you know, like just yes. this, comic, this comical leap. Cause you're just like, you know, pretending like you're jumping over the grand Canyon or something. And, yep. and we see, we say, we see Jay do that. He sees this like pile of like guards just laying around like stoned on the ground. And then we, we see his face and he's like, you know, like, Oh no, how are we going to get out of here? And then he just does this big giant, like, no, 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 like leap over top of him. <laughs> Have him like hit the ground and do a barrel roll and just yeah. like stand. and like we cut back to Jay or to Bob and, and Frank and they just like gingerly walk past the guard. Yeah, yeah. They just like slightly run to the side. Like because <laughs> very easily, very easy to avoid them, you know. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then like yeah, you see Ooh. you hear the alarms outside. Maybe the Ethan Suplee guard is like in the little booth, and he like he shakes out of his stupor. <laughs> like what? What's going on? You know? And he sees like Jay and Bob run past, and he's just like, uh, bye. <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> I think he shouldn't even shake out of his seat. Like the alarm should be going off and he's still sitting there. Like, you know, the average schooner weighs blah, blah, blah. He's just like giving, <laughs> you know, and he's just sitting there sipping his little beverage and they go walking by and he just holds up the two fingers again. Like, bye. You know, yeah. just like, doesn't even pay attention. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. They run back out to the street. They, they jump in the car. Like they push Frankie in the back seat. You know, maybe Frankie's con- he's confused. He's running kind of slow, you know, but they managed to get him to the car. They push him in the back seat. You know, like they, they jump in the front. Fucking Jay quotes Lost Boys and he's like, burn rubber does not mean warp speed. And like just guns it. <laughs> <you know? laughs> nice. But then, so then right, this is what I was thinking. Right at this moment, you see the woman who is on the like intercom talking. It's fucking Janine Garofalo and she's in like the security uniform and she runs out of the building with like a whole group of like other security guards but some of them ones some of them are the ones that frankie beat up that are like all bloody and bruised or whatever and she like she sees the guys on the ground and like fucking kicks one of them and then they she runs over to the security booth she like bangs on the window and ethan simply like he comes out of his stupor is like what what and she's like you know like what i'm like what direction did they go in? Did you see him come out? And then he like looks at the TV, looks at Julian Garofalo, and he goes, "It's a sailboat. A schooner is a sailboat." <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> he's just so he's just he's just so confused. <laughs> um, so now we know that like okay, someone is going to be on their tail, you know. Right. And uh, so then we 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 skip back to the car, and again they're like you know they're careening down the highway. You know, <laughs> Jay's like you know all over the place. He hasn't gotten quite gotten control of it yet. Yeah, but then of course you know they're gonna be like talking to each other like, oh my god, like what just what the fuck just happened? Like, did we just steal like Frankenstein from the government? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! And, uh, so now we we want to have Bob driving, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that'd be better than Jay, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we, so we have because I, I I thought the the like you know he was the one that took off and Jay was like whoa you know burn rubber does not mean warp speed like that whole thing yeah 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 um, for sure so so they they're they're you know they're driving along and have Jay just freaking out like what the fuck was that who were those guys why was he in a tank just like freaking out and Bob's just like shaking his head driving 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 and he's like you know he looks back in the in the back seat and we see Frankie just kind of like kind of still cowering on the backseat. Like he looks confused and doesn't know what's going on. And he's just got like a pair of shorty shorts on. Like he's got like, you know, those like boxer briefs on or something. And he's still like all wet and blue from being in the fucking cryo. So he's like, we got to get homeboy some clothes. Let's have them stop at like some random rest stop or something on the interstate and (laughs) just dress him up in ridiculous clothing. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be like a fucking like hawaiian shirt and shit <laughs> <laughs> like like neon orange jams <laughs> tiger stripe <laughs> yes yes tiger stripe and a fucking hawaiian shirt and like big flip-flops and like you know he'll have like the the, the pink sunglasses and <laughs> like yeah. an i love hollywood like at, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then Jay's like, see, he fits right in. <laughs> oh. He just looks like a fucking cartoon character. Exactly. But this is where we have to have a little bit a little bit of a moment where like, you know, Jay's gonna you know talk and try to figure out, okay, so like what's the plan? Like what are we doing? And 
you know, I don't want to go through all, all the dialogue, but basically, you know, it's essentially they're like, we, we just rescued this guy from like an evil, you know, government, like military experiment. I mean, look at him. He's all like cut up and stitched up. And he's like, you know, 14 guys like all stitched together. Like, you know, he's got this guy's arm and that guy's leg and this guy's wait. Does he have a dick? <laughs> <laughs> we, we do have to do that joke, but I, I love where you're going with this because what about this? Okay, we see in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back as Jay is is prone to these random flights of fancy that go like wildly off into imagination land. Like, you know, the fact that they met one smart-ish chimp or orangutan or whatever it was, um, they, they they meet this one smart monkey and he immediately thinks that the whole world is going to be Planet of the Apes and like, you know, they're going to take over. So what if he's like, he's looking at him, he's like, yeah, I mean, this dude's all stitched together. And this is where he realizes it's like Frankenstein. He's like, yo, it's like that fucking movie Frankenstein. And have, <laughs> have Bob like, you know, slap his hand to his forehead and just shake his head. And then this is where he kind of goes off into fantasy land. Like, that was some kind of secret government facility. They're making super soldiers, like fucking universal soldier with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and then have him look at Bob and go like, what if there's all sorts of freaking super soldiers up there? Like other monsters. And we see like this fantasy scenario with like military, like halo jumpers, but they're like part vampire bat. And they're like <laughs> zooming in on the, on the battlefield. We see like creature from the black lagoon monsters, like jumping up from the water and like pulling guys in. And then like, we just see like, <laughs> because it would be funny, fucking mummy soldiers just getting filled with holes. Like, <laughs> just keep walking. <laughs> Oh, we, see, we, we, we see Jay on the ground, like holding Bob and Bob's like, you know, mortally wounded. It's like, like that Piata pose. Like, he's like holding like the limp body of Bob while he's like slashing around with like a katana sword and he's surrounded by like werewolf soldiers. And he's just like, you know, like, I'll avenge you, hero life mate. Yeah. With my dying breath, I will avenge you. Exactly. And then we fade back oh. to Jay just like staring up at the ceiling in his like little fantasy. And you know, Bob like snaps his fingers in front of his face, like, hello, Earth to Jay. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then this is where we can have him like kind of, you know, come back. Like he's like, look, and he's like, well, look at him, Bob. Like he's all stitched together. It looks like he's got one dude's arm and like somebody else's face. And he's just going on. And then he's like, oh shit, does he have a dick? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, and then he like he like looks over at like you know the the rest stop like bathroom and uh, it's and there's a sign that says like you know ask for key at register or whatever and then he like yells over to uh like the person at the cashier just like you know like my man I need the men's room key for science <laughs> <laughs> for science yes <laughs> Oh my god! And we could even have them like have him drag Frankie in there and have Bob just kind of like sitting out in the you know standing out in the gas station, and then just hear Jay be like, "Yo, that's fucked up." <laughs> have him come back out and be like, "Homeboy ain't got no dick," <laughs> you know, just like and have Frank look all sad. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, like, and, and, like Uncle Sam took his dick exactly. <laughs> Oh, and, and this is good, too, because Frank should be, like, 
he's just reacting to like Jay's big reactions. And it's going to be pretty clear that he's either like he's, he's got brain damage or he's like doped up or, you know, obviously like just came back from the dead or something. And it's like, so when Jay's excited, Frank's like, you know, Oh, you know, grunting and smiling. And then when Jay's mad, he's just like, fire bad, you know, whatever. It's like, <laughs> he's just like mirroring those reactions. You know? we, we've essentially made Jay into silent bobs. Yes, exactly. Oh, shit. What if Silent Bob gets, like, real jealous the rest of the movie? (laughs) The way Jay did with Suzanne? Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. We start having Jay start talking to Frank and, you know, like, uh, you know, calling him his life partner or whatever, and then have Bob in the background, like, shrug and be like, what the fuck? You know, like, like, what am I, a chopped liver? You know? Oh, my God. So we we have to we got to do a scene like so right here where we find out that that he uh he, that Frank doesn't have his dick because Uncle Sam Uncle Sam took it, um which I just think is fucking hilarious Uncle Sam <laughs> took his dick. <laughs> what, what do you think the government needs with his dick? <laughs> And then have Jay, like, you know, he, like, grabs his crotch and, like, you know, he puts, like, one thigh over the other, you know, like, he's just <laughs> m- mentally, like, protecting himself, you know. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. So we have to have him, like, maybe he turns to Bob and he's like, we got to get him a dick. He's got to, he's got to have a dick. Like, what, is he, what, what can we do without a dick? That's not right. Like, he's just, he's freaking out about it. <laughs> and, and, like during this scene we should have like some kind of like lot lizard or somebody just like start coming on to frank just so we can have some more <laughs> shenanigans so <laughs> so like picture like fucking jennifer coolidge <laughs> like oh you're so high. big <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she comes out of the ladies room and sees the group of them she's like oh my <laughs> she starts like, like hitting on frank and jay's like whispering to bob like he ain't got a dick. He can't get any. Like he's just kind of freaking out. That's that's all he cares about, right? Yeah, Jennifer right. Coolidge is just like, oh, he's a big hunk of man, you know. And and, and like while Jay, yeah, Jay and Bob are standing there, like you know, kind of like half amazed that she is like coming on to him with his like you know fucked up stitch face or whatever. Maybe Jay <laughs> says something like, man, she must be in like she's got a weird ass kink. She's in the, like roadkill or some shit. You know? <laughs> One of these, like, you know, kinky, freaky girls, you know? (laughs) Oh, my God. But but then, like, uh, yeah, right at this moment, like, uh, you know, um, you... You you see this big big motherfucker like walk through the door like you hear the tinkle of the little bell over the door and like the the door like whips open and there's this big like cowboy looking motherfucker in like boots and you know flannel and a puffy vest and he's just like hey you talking to my girl <laughs> and then... <laughs> oh he could be like the dude from Pee Wee's Big Adventure that chases yeah. him around the dinosaurs like the, yeah. that's like the big hulking dude yeah oh, oh shit and then like speaking of kinks right so and then jennifer coolidge is just like she she like takes her hands away from frank and then she's like you know like oh bronco you know he, he tried to force himself on me like save me you know? <laughs> <laughs> and jay be like what the fuck that bitch is crazy just like freaking out you know exactly and so now they got to run from the from the big bully who's gonna ch- chase him out 
chase him out of the rest stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, of course, he has, he has to chase him around inside the, you know, the the shelves, and they're like throwing like bags of chips and like knocking over <laughs> sodas and shit, like all slapstick, <laughs> pratfall crap. And then, yeah, they they, they they grab some snacks and they head out the door because you know you gotta get snacks, right? Of course. <laughs> And I, I think you know who should be Frankie should be grabbing the snacks. So oh, just <laughs> totally oblivious to the act, activity around him too. He's just like, oh, chips, <laughs> Twinkie, good, you know, just like eating it. Oh god, yeah. Oh. And like Frankie just wanders outside with like an armful of like snacks, and then Jay and Silent Pop just come running out the door, like you know, get in the car, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and off they go on their next adventure. And, like, I know it's a different movie, but, of course, Jennifer Coolidge would be like, kick his ass, see bass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, as soon as we see them drive away, we see Jennifer Coolidge and, and her, her big hunk of man, like, start making out. She's like, oh, you saved me. And it's, like, clearly her kink. Like, she just likes to fuck with people. Exactly, right? They're just, like, real sloppy making out, too. Just real, like, you know, gross to look at, you know? <laughs> like, licking their face and shit. Oh, God, just, like, just... wow. Because well, it's a Kevin Smith movie, too, so, like, it's got to be kind of raunchy with shit like that, right? So, oh, of course. Yeah, so, basically, like, what we, we talked about doing was, like, a road trip, and now we've got them, like, on the road. So, we basically just have to have them, like, have some antics as they're, like, driving cross-country, trying to get back to Jersey with their new buddy, Frank. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we can have them, like, you know, get into some other misadventures, but then, of course, we have to cut back. Uh, probably right now, but then also periodically we got to cut back to see Janine Garofalo is on the road too. And she's got like a fleet of like five Hummers driving in like a V pattern down the highway. Like all the other cars are like veering out of the way, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like like she's on a mission to like get Frank back. (laughs) Right. So yeah, so we, we could definitely have, we, 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 we need to see that she is like on their tail. So maybe we could, we could cut Mm -hmm. from them leaving, um, like leaving the the rest stop, and then like we see them drive away, and then we see like maybe it's a little later in the day, but we see Janine Garofalo and her men like at the rest stop, like interviewing the cashier, and be like, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like they didn't pay for anything; they just stole a bunch of snacks. Like the big guy stole all the snacks, and you know, like just make, kind of like talking about what what happened. Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought of something. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was going to say that the, the clerk there could be fucking like, this is where we could stick Chris Rock in and have him be like, I don't know. A bunch of fucking white dudes started fighting and I wasn't, I, I wasn't having none of this. Like, <laughs> exactly. Dude, 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 we gotta, we gotta have fucking Tommy Lee Jones walk up to the counter in his black suit and his black tie. He puts his sunglasses on. He lifts up the little fucking pen with a red light and he's like, look into this. And then you see Janine Garofalo just come over and push him out of the way. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit, Neil. He's always fucking around this guy here. And she just like gives him some money, like here for your troubles, you know? <laughs> oh my God. That would be fantastic. <laughs> So <laughs> and his name's Neil. <laughs> I don't know, it's just the first name that came to mind, but I was like, oh. it'd be so funny. Like, I'm I'm more cracked up by Nintrini Graffalo. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, you know, like, and pulls out some money and she starts counting off bills. Like, like, how much to forget, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, oh shit. 
so we have to have like so we'll have the scene like a couple scenes like where we see them driving along um maybe jay is is explaining to frank like how they're trying to get back to jersey and maybe he could be talking about like his his uh his uh, the love of his life justice who he's got to wait the next 15 years to get out of prison and like he's like really hung up on that and so like we have them just kind of talk and everything, but then have him bring up the fact again that homeboy got no dick. So he's like, we got to get him. <laughs> so like maybe this, like we pull, I don't know what state we want to have this happen in, but have them like, go to a fucking like morgue and try oh, to God. find a dick because we need, I want to have them get arrested for something. And I feel like this would be perfect to just have them like sneak into a fucking morgue and you just see a couple corpses and they're like holding the sheet up like in front of the camera. And we have Frank, Jay and Bob all looking under the sheet. <laughs> Jay be like, what do you think? And Bob just like shaking his head like, no, you know, and <laughs> like keep going back and forth with that. Just have like have basically like a Cinderella scene where they're like <laughs> like this one doesn't fit. That's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, okay, so it should just be yeah. Let's have them just like like they're driving through the night. Maybe we do like after they leave like the little truck stop. Maybe we do like a little montage like they stop and like take a piss on the side of the road. Like there's some music playing, you know, and they're back in their car. They're fighting over the snacks, you know. They, they let Jay drive and he just like, you know, he smokes up and like passes out and Bob freaks out and like has to grab the wheel. And, you know, we have like some planes, trains and automobiles bullshit basically happen. And, um, you know, maybe at some point, like, you know, they, they have got you see Jay dressed up in, you know, like Bob's trench coat with like sunglasses on um, and they're going through like a toll booth or something, you know, and they all wave. And then Frankie like waves, like, you know, like just just like just like little antics to pass some time. Yeah. And then what they keep talking about this thing about, oh, we got to get this, get this boy a dick. Like, you know, where can we find one? And then they're driving kind of in the middle of nowhere. Maybe they just like see a sign for like a hospital and Bob just like, hey, there you go. Perfect. Like, let's go. And they go to the hospital and it's like a small town. So it's a small building, small place, you know, it's rural. And yeah, we do exactly what you said. They go in and for whatever reason, they're able to, you know, to get in like we could get him past. I mean, this is what you do for you for your day job. So how do you get yep. past, you know, like the receptionist or the security? Like, do we show that or do we just have it happen and like, don't ask too many questions? Um, well, it, <laughs> you'd be surprised how easy it is to walk into that place. Um, because <laughs> there's a lot of blind spots. Um, there's a lot of areas where it's like, they, you know, we got three guards on at any given time, but there's so many entrances, like they're not going to be able to cover every entrance. And mm -hmm. if someone forgets to lock one of the entrances after hours, which unfortunately happens a lot, um, people can just wander in. I can't tell you the amount of times where I'm sitting in my little booth and I just see some random person walking walking in from like the from the back of the hospital like walking toward me and I'm like how the hell did that person get in here and then i have to call security yeah. and find out that oh they walked in through like the nursing home entrance that wasn't locked which should have been <laughs> so you know yeah. yeah maybe they just walk maybe we just cut right from like hey there's the hospital they start pulling over to the exit and then we cut to them like walking in the morgue doors and then maybe have jay make some comment like you know it's funny how we just keep walking right past security and getting in these places, huh? You 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 think that they would like lock some doors once in a while? You know? Dude, we should totally just do a callback. Just have the like, well, oh god, okay. So yeah, we see like we see like housekeeping, like bringing out like a pallet of trash to like throw in the garbage, and then when they're walking and they just walk in behind them, and again have a security guard, like completely different guard. Maybe um the, this one would be Craig Robinson, and just have him like sitting there watching, you know. I don't know. Oh, oh, that's uh, 
Daryl from the office. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And so have him just said that, and again, like the 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 you know the housekeepers walk by, and he just kind of like holds up the fingers, just like Ethan Soupley did, like hey. And then like they walk by, and, hey. And, like maybe that's where Jay's like, you know, it's funny how we're just allowed to walk in anywhere we want to go. <laughs> Yeah. Like break that fourth wall for a moment. Yeah. Oh, and of course this guard too. He should be watching the same like sailboat show. You know, yes. like just like completely <laughs> fascinated by it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So so they get in the morgue. Yeah. To your and now they're yeah they're gonna have like the like the pretty woman moment where they're gonna like let's try on all the dicks. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're looking at all the dicks and eventually like maybe this is where we have like the coroner like walk in with a sandwich because you know of course the stereotype they're always <sighs> eating a sandwich always. and walk in and be like um hi and and this is where it's just we see three grown men all like <laughs> like maybe. Jay has his hand on the corpse's dick, and Bob has a hacksaw, <laughs> and they just like all freeze. And the next thing you know, you see him getting arrested. Oh yeah, we, and we cut to this like uh, it's like a little small town police station or like a sheriff station. It's something you would see like in Rambo or like in uh, the Big Lebowski when he yes. gets busted by the Malibu police, right? And it's like, so so there's this guy and uh, you know, and he's like this hard-ass motherfucker and he's just reaming out Jay and Bob for like, you big city fucks coming to our small town and like disrupting the peace with your sick and twisted perverted nonsense. Like you keep your big city sin out of our quiet little town, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like he's, whatever right. it is, like he's just going off in this rant about like, uh, you know, perverted like city boys you know, fucking up the the peace and quiet of their like little suburban uh community <laughs> and he's got jay and bob and frank like handcuffed to these chairs and he's going off on this rant and like walking back and forth and then you see him kind of stop and be like you know i'm gonna teach you big city perverse a lesson and he grabs the chair that that jay is in and uh, or no better yeah he like spins the chairs around and it goes over to the other side of the room and he like oh Opens up like this secret door in the wall, and there's all this like SM like bondage <laughs> gear and like whips and stuff. And he like with his like uh his like sheriff's outfit on, he like pulls this uh like leather mask over his face, and it's like, you know, like uh you boys need to be punished. <laughs> <laughs> total total fucking like pulp fiction moment, like the pawn yeah. shop with the gimp in the basement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, and this actor, this has got to be Ted Levine, right? <laughs> From fucking Silence of the Lambs, right? <laughs> Buffalo Bill. <laughs> he's he got pulled, this great voice. He pulls down the mask and he's like, would you fuck me? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and like, uh, yeah, so, and he's like, he's, he's I don't know, I, I'm not sure how much into this we want to get, but I want to get to the point where you see, this is where we're going to see Frankie, and it's like, uh, he's going to show this like uh, this feat of strength. He's going to get mad because he's like, oh, these are my new friends. And this guy is like threatening them. And and so while this maybe maybe this guy's like, you know, sitting on Jay's lap, you know, like facing him like in a like in a like a stripper, like sitting on his lap. <laughs> and he's got this like whip and he's like caressing his face. And he's like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like you're going to be first, you know, big boy or whatever. Or it's Bob, you know, and and then you see Frankie just getting mad and he like breaks the handcuff and like bust out of the chair 
and he grabs like a fucking like two foot dong off the wall and just beats <laughs> the shit out of the sheriff with it. <laughs> he gets clubbed with a double dong. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to see this. <laughs> And of course, you know, like, Brian O'Hallorin in a Frankenstein outfit beating <laughs> Buffalo Bill with a double-sided dildo. That's fucking comedy gold. <laughs> was that on your 2024 Oof. bingo card? <laughs> it was not. But my God, what a surprise. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Shit. So Frankie, like, I, I don't know if he's supposed to be super strong or whatever, but it's fucking Frankenstein. So he busts out of there, right? You know, Bob and Jay, they, they get they get out of there. They they leave like you know Ted Levine, and maybe maybe the whole time we couldn't see that he was wearing like assless pants, you know. So he's just like <laughs> sprawled on the ground with his butt cheeks hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that's fucking good. So that, that's like the perfect little like side trip for the movie. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's the it's the most Kevin Smith scene, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Okay, so oh, so bad. they so they hit, they hit the road, and maybe this time, like right as they're pulling out and taking off, thirty seconds later, here comes Janine Garofalo and her like five Humvees, and they pull into this like small town sheriff's office, and they they bust in and they see the the sheriff on the ground, like you know, nursing like you know his sore head with his ass hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> And she walks in and she's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, we're dealing with criminal masterminds. <laughs> like, but, but yeah, we should have like we should show here like when they when they pull up, maybe have her showing like she looks down like that, like a little tracking device type thing. Like, you know, do do something like, you know, one of those Hollywood trackers like they have in aliens or whatever, like just the little device that shows a little dot mm-hmm. on the radar, like blinking. Oh, and sure. have her be, be like, you know, they were they were just here. They were they're somewhere in the vicinity. Like she can't get what like a full pinpoint on them, but like within like a mile radius type of thing. But because she's Jean Garofalo, like I was, I think of her in this movie because she's this no nonsense type. But she's also going to deliver this great Kevin Smith dialogue. So she's going to be like interrogating this small town sheriff. Hell, maybe she's got him handcuffed to a chair now, and she's like, you know, like okay, Marquis de Sade, like cough up the details, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Desaad. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, so maybe like he'll tell him what he knows, you know, that that they were they were arrested for breaking into a morgue and trying to like steal a dick. <laughs> and we just be like, "Okay." <laughs> like like what maybe, the hell are these guys up to? Maybe she turns to like one of her buddies and she's like, "I knew that was gonna come back to bite us," you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, oh. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time with her. I just want to make sure that we're checking in once in a while and knowing that she's on the hunt, like she's got resources. But somehow Jay and Bob are like outwitting her and like you know getting away just in time. <laughs> and she exactly, she thinks that they're criminal masterminds who have come to like you know steal all their secrets or whatever. You know, and maybe she has a little side conversation like with you know one of her you know uh, lieutenants, you know one of her like second in commands, just so we have some reason for her to sort of explain things to the audience. But again, don't give anything away. 
but it, right. yeah, it's like, you know, the, these masterminds disguise themselves as like a couple of stoner losers and, you know, broke in and, you know, now they're going to like get all our, you know, they're going to share all of our secrets on the internet or whatever, you know, just something that she's afraid of. So we can kind of understand right. like why she's chasing him. And then uh, of course, you know, <laughs> cut, cut back to Jay and Bob and maybe they're all just driving in the car, just staring blankly ahead, like refusing to talk about anything. <laughs> we will not discuss what just happened maybe like bob goes to sit like he leans over to jay like he's about to say something and jay's just like no just just no (laughs) like he's just he's like i don't want to talk about it exactly save your save your one witty remark for later (laughs) (laughs) yes perfect Oh my god! So maybe uh, you know, maybe at this point, like we have have Frank kind of like groaning, like maybe he like seems like he's in pain or like he's just he's he's bummed about something or whatever. We don't know because he's nonverbal, and and we have like Jay be like, you know, I got just the thing to turn that frown upside down, and he busts out, you know, busts out some more weed. They all get high, and then we see like you know Frank is is smiling again because like that's gonna play a a, a part later. Um, yeah. with, we need to, we, we want to keep getting Frank high. Um, so maybe even like, like, even if we backtrack, maybe, maybe like before the, the police station thing, like maybe after they f- like have the run in with Jennifer Coolidge and, uh, what was his name? Bronson Bronco. What I can't Bronco. remember. Which <laughs> Bronco. Yeah. So <laughs> like after they're running, like, you know, Jay maybe, you know, rolls Frank inside a joint. He's just like, here, smoke this. It'll make you feel better about not having a dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know so we can have him like continually getting frank high um yeah so we we want to have that plot point in there um i'm not really sure how many other hijinks we want to go through because again like i said i know we have a time crunch tonight um and i mean it it pretty much is going to be very much like jay and bob where there's going to be various stops along the way like you know we probably have we'd probably have like some kind of like weird little cafe incident um yeah we we, yeah. we we should have a couple more before we get to like the big finale um yeah and we can even maybe even do like another montage like you know to your point i think that's good i think like they're in a cafe and you know frankie's like accidentally squirts ketchup all over the place and makes a big mess or something like that and you know uh Whatever we can, maybe maybe they knock they, over a motorcycle gang's motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just go through every like terrible cliche, you know. Yes. Exactly. Every '90s trope. They end up like taking peyote in the desert with like a crazy hobo played by George yes. Garland. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> and at some point there's like a hot blonde and like a Ferrari who pulls up next to them and it's like Holiday Road, <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> and Jay's like, you know, smooching and doing like the weird little face things at her. Yeah, so they eventually see a sign that's like New Jersey state border, twenty miles, and they're like, "Yo, we're almost there, motherfucker! Like, blaze it up, celebrate!" You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like, right as that happens, like uh, while Jay is saying that, Bob is driving, and then he, his, his eyes bug out. He slams on the brakes, and it's because two of those Hummers just like rushed out in front of him 
you know, like, uh, like in like, again, like on a V pattern, you know, like making like a, a roadblock, but like at full speed on the highway. So they have to slam on the brakes not to crash into these Hummers. And then two more come up on the side and one pulls up behind them. And it's like, oh shit, suddenly they're surrounded by five fucking Hummers, you know? And it's like, oh, like, oh, Jay's like, oh shit, it's like the, you know, the government black ops, you know, coming to get, get back Frankie and harvest our brains. Oh no. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's filled with Dracula soldiers, I swear. Exactly. Like, protect your neck, protect your neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when they pull around like that, like, this is where Jay, yeah, he could scream something like, it's the Dracula soldiers. Protect And he pulls his shirt up around his chin like he's all scared. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they, they all get out of the car and then, like, the soldiers are jumping out of the Humvees and training guns on them. And so they all, like, all put their hands up or Jay and Bob put their hands up and Frankie just gets out of the car like, huh? And, like, he doesn't know what's going on, you know? Maybe stone off his ass. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, maybe he's all, like, red-eyed, eating, like, Lay's potato chips, you know? Just like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> he gets out of the car with a big smile on his face, eyes all red, and he's munching on Funyuns. Okay, yep. so we do, like, like, we do, like, the dramatic zoom-in on one of the Hummer doors, the one that's behind him, and then, of course, it opens up, and, like, a boot comes down, and Janine Garofalo jumps up out of the Hummer and, you know, strolls up to, you know, Jay and Bob, and it's like, you know, you two motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, this is where we're going to have, like, our... You know, it's our, our climactic moment of, like, shit, now the government caught him, so, like what's the deal like what's up with frankenstein is it really frankenstein is it like something else like you know why has she been chasing them so like let's find out what's going on right here yeah so like let's have have her like you know come up like there's got soldiers on either side of her with like you know fucking high-tech looking rifles you know and and she's just like we have been through hell trying to find you little stoners you know and like Gets, looks at Frankie and like maybe like she she calls like a scientist over like a scientist gets out of the the Humvee like comes running over and starts checking Frankie's vitals and okay. you know and then have her just like look at at Jay and Bob and just be like do you know what you almost did and like this is where she could explain exactly what what he, what's going on like what he is like that mm. no it's not Frankenstein he was actually you know a soldier who was mortally wounded in combat and this was like an experimental uh medical procedure to piece him back together you know but like mm -hmm. you know, like like, like, <laughs> like you had said they couldn't save his dick so. yeah oh yeah. yeah 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 so she says like uh <laughs> so she says like you know this is this is private hicks you know he was uh uh injured he was severely injured in like an iud attack he lost his arms and his legs and his face and you know all the skin off his body but you know we enrolled him in this or maybe she says like he was legally dead but like robocop we you know, we enrolled him in this like you know <laughs> secret program to try to save him <laughs> and like she's like you know, you know we were able to reattach his arms and legs it was like the first quadra reattachment or whatever it's called you know like in, in the history of medical science and mm -hmm. you know we were able to give him skin grafts to give him his face back and you know give all over his body but uh, we weren't able to find his dick unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> Have, have, you know, like, Jay just look horrified at that thought. Just like, oh, just God. Like, like, why'd you bother? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Have Frankie hang his head like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and the doctor who is like checking him out should be fucking Claire Forlani from Mallrats. She was, uh, what is it, uh, Brandy, right? T.S.'s girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, Brandy's Finning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her dad was, uh, what's his name, Merle from The Walking Dead? I can't remember his name. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, My- Michael Rooker. That's it. Oh, yeah, I love that. Dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it just a cool little cameo. And she and she can be like, oh, his, his vitals are looking good. Like the blood flow to his limbs is still strong. And maybe she like looks at Jay. And she's like, how did you know that the marijuana would reduce the inflammation so that it wouldn't cut off the blood flow to his extremities? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, of course, Jay's like, you know, like, you know, blunts is the cure for everything, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cure for what else? Yeah. <laughs> but like you said before it's like they were just getting high for fun like you didn't fucking know you know but it was like coincidentally like he was able to reduce all the inflammation to help with uh you know prevent like the rejection of all the skin grafts and shit you know <laughs> yeah had to, had to keep him you know nice and calm and even keeled exactly and and it's funny because every time that we, he got angry we got him high afterwards so it's like it calmed him right back down again so it makes sense we have to have a reason here. So like maybe, you know, maybe um, Janine Garofalo is like, all right, look, you know, we, we could throw your asses in prison for the rest of your, your known lives. Um, but maybe because like, do we want to do something like along the lines of um, because they were, uh, you know, international or not international, nationally wanted criminals in the last movie who turned out to be, you know, patsies and everyone kind of knew. So not that they're like famous, but people would know about them. Um, Do we want to do something like that? Like she doesn't want to bring any more attention to the project than she needs to. Like, why would they get away with it? No, I think that that's exactly it. That's perfect. She can be like, you know, look, you know, we don't want to draw any attention to this, so we can't have you guys arrested. She's like, you know, we are the government and this is a secret project. So I could throw you into a jail cell in Guantanamo Bay and throw away the key, you know, um, you know, you, at least this way we were able to understand the effects of, you know, cannabis and THC on his healing process. So this is actually, you know, helping us out with our, our progress. So in light of your, you know, dumbass accidental discovery, you know, if you guys just drive away and forget this ever happened, then, you know, we'll call it even. Nice. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, like I, I, we should definitely have her threaten at the end. Just be like, and remember, we are the government. We could shoot you with a fucking space laser. So mind your p's and q's. Like exactly. <laughs> and then Bob oh. just looked terrified. Oh yeah, and then Bob starts like sweating, like visibly like, sweating. Like they put one of those like you know those like special effects caps where there's like water running down his face. You know, like in <laughs> yeah. that meme with uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then Jay's like, I swear the world hates me. You know, like. Yes. <laughs> kind of call back to that like the rant that started all of this in the first place you know? oh my god that's perfect <laughs> um but before that happens we have to have her explain her and you know brandy have to explain that like they need to take frank back that you know it was great that they were able to you know stave off the the inflammation but like they don't get him back soon and get him medicated properly that his body is going to start rejecting the skin skin grafts and they want to be able to like monitor his progress and you know and all this stuff and um you know so now jay and bob are like oh shit like we fucked up and like the, the point is we have to have this like heartfelt moment where they don't want to give up their new like road trip buddy but they realize that it would be better if he were to go back home so like they have to like say goodbye and you know let him let private hicks go back with you know gene janine garofalo Mm -hmm. 
yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I don't know that I, that I could come up with the, the heartfelt speech, but yeah, but like, I, I definitely agree that they, they, they have their little teary goodbye, you know, and, uh, maybe, maybe like, um, you know, uh, Frankie could like take his, his, I love Hollywood hat off and like plop it on Jay's head or something. Yeah. They have their little goodbye. And, and then maybe, maybe, uh, you know, Claire Forlani Brandy makes, makes a comment like, you know, I can't believe that, you know, he stayed so healthy this whole time. Like, I don't know how you guys did it, but you know, he's alive and it's a miracle. And then maybe Bob, and this is where he says his one, you know, important piece of dialogue. He does in every movie, you know, maybe he looks at Frankie and he looks at Jay and he looks back at Janine and Claire Forlani. He's like, friendship is the real miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's fucking perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, oh. and then Gene Graffalo, like, threatens to vaporize them from space if they fuck up. So, like, you know, the Hummers <laughs> drive off with Frankie. And, uh, you know, Jay and Bob, they get back in their car. And they're like, well, back to Jersey. You know, and they, 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 they take off, you know, back to the Garden State. And uh, this is where, like, we'll jump ahead to, like, them pulling up in up close to the quick stop. And, like, they see it down the street. And, you know, Bob's still driving. And Jay gets all excited. Like, ooh, like, it's, we're almost there. We're almost there. Like, he's like a little kid getting all excited, you know. And, yep. then, and maybe, maybe, like, he's, like, fucking around and, like, beating on Bob. Like, we're almost there. Almost there. Almost there. And accidentally sets off the airbag. And, like, you know, slams into into Bob's face. And he's swerving and screeching just like that scene at the, at back before when they almost, uh, you know, wrecked right before they found the cryo lab. And, like, mm. Bob, like, Bob slams on the brakes and pulls to a stop. And he's, like, trying to fight to get the airbag off uh, <laughs> while Jay's just like, ooh, did I do that? <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he can see the quick stop and then you hear like you know the 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 siren and, the, and the, you see the blue and red light and the police car that pulls up behind them and it's just like ah oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> and then like we we end the movie with them like getting their their mug shots taken and this is where we could have like uh, uh jason lee in a cameo like he's the cop taking the photos of them just like have like a closing credit music playing <laughs> yeah. you know with them getting arrested Exactly. And of course, you know, uh, Jay's going to start like mugging for the camera, doing his like wild horses faces and shit that he does in Clerks yes. too. You know, it's like. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and, oh, and, and, and that goes over the credits. You keep seeing the mug shots and it's like there's Bob and then there's Jay and Jay's mugging and Jay pulls out a joint and then the cop comes over and Jay's like, what? And then like the cop is looking at it and then the cop is smoking and then they're laughing and smoking <laughs> together. And it's like the camera keeps going while they're just like, you know, getting high with jason lee as the cop you know? <laughs> yes <laughs> well again some like and it has to be some awesome like 90s like song that's playing over the credits you know right yeah because that i mean that's oh, that was such a, a staple for for the view movies is to have like they have they all have great soundtracks they do or or it could be like fucking like teenage frankenstein by alice cooper or some other like frankenstein theme song would be really cool you know <laughs> that, that would be that would be fun like feed my frankenstein <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah man like I, I think we did it dude it was a little bit of a meandering like road trip but like i think it fits with the theme of what we were going for and like I, i'm pretty stoked that this was a pretty funny one to start off the new year with yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like when we first uh, started talking about like what to do for the new year, and you had mentioned 
Jay and Bob and, and talked about like the whole Laurel and Hardy, you know, Abbott Costello thing and, and mentioned Jay and Bob meet Frankenstein. Like immediately I, I thought that was hilarious, but I had no fucking clue how we were going to do it. Um, so it was like kind of coming into this episode, like, well, we know where we're going to slot it in time wise in the viewers Q movies, but what the fuck are we going to do? So yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm very happy with where this, where this went. If, if we had have had like time to do like a whole script, like if we mm. were writing things out, like I'm sure there would be a lot more jokes and there would be a lot more, you know, stops on the road trip rather than just the, you know, the, the rest stop and then the morgue and the police station. Um, <laughs> we would definitely yeah. have some more, but. Yeah, it's hard to improv that kind of stuff. Comedy's hard on the fly. Like I know it's some people some people can just pull that shit out of their ass, but I can't. Like I have to kind of think about it. Like I if I were a stand-up comedian, I'd be like workshopping my jokes all the time, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, so it takes time to write like funny stuff. I think scary stuff, horror movie stuff is easier to just come up with because it's like what kind of like creepy ass kill can I do next? But yeah. trying to come up with a punchline is like it's hard, man. Like comedians are good writers. I feel like like we've been able to to do some improv comedy with no problem. Um, but the problem here is is creating scenarios where the the comedy, you know, comes naturally to the scenario and moving the story along at the same time. Cause like mm-hmm. I, I've noticed when when like with Boogeyman's Closet, you know, when we delve into comedy horror movies there's a lot more banter and dialogue that is like how the, the comedy plays out is mostly in the banter, um, you know, where, so like, like you have a movie like say slumber party massacre, which is just a lot of just, and then this happens and then this happens and then this happens. And then you have a movie like hell baby where it's like, this happens because this was said and then they did this in reaction to that. And the, like, there's a lot of, a lot more connective tissue with those types of stories. And it's, it is hard to improv all of that on the fly. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think you're totally right. Comedy is really tough. Like again, to write on the fly. Cause it's like, it's super clever. And like I said, I have a lot of respect for comedians and comedic writers in general, because uh, you know, it's hard to do, it's hard to be funny and being funny just in the moment. It's, it's tough, you know, but mm-hmm. I, th- I think we did a pretty good job. I came up with a couple of, you know, funny gags, and, you know, Jay is a very distinctive character with like a yes. signature personality and a, a way, the way he talks. Like we started the episode with his snoochie boogies and snoogans catchphrases <laughs> and you know, all that shit. And it's like Kevin Smith and Jay Muse created this very unique and individual character. And it's hard to try to copy that. You know, a lot yeah. of it is just swagger and confidence and, you know, uh, obliviousness to reality, but <laughs> there's more to it. That's really hard to nail without like planning it out. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And although I, I am quite happy with where this went, uh, like I had, I think some of the linchpins for me were when, when you kind of came up with the whole Janine Garofalo scientist character, um, and like, you know, basically who, like who our, our you know, antagonist was going to be, for lack of a better term, because she, she kind of was, even though she really didn't pose much of a threat. Um, just, you know, she was constantly following them. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that was kind of the linchpin because I had no clue why we would have like meeting Frankenstein. Sure. Why is he there with him? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Where are we yeah. going? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you came up with like the, you know, the cryobank idea of like, let's just have this like character who's frozen there in this whole future thing. Because, yeah, for me, I didn't really know what to do until I rewatched Clerks 2 
and was reminded that Jay and Bob start off that movie talking about how they had just gotten back from rehab for six months and they had like found God and they hadn't been smoking. And it was because they were, they finally got a car and then oops, got busted for having a deployed airbag while they were driving. And <laughs> it was like a suspicion of mischief or something like that is what they called it. But yeah. as soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh, this is perfect. We just do a road movie. That's the opposite of Janison and Bob strike back where they're going to come back to New Jersey and somewhere along the line that they meet Frankenstein. And I was thinking it would be something very Scooby-Doo-ish where they come across some like creepy Gothic mansion somewhere. And, you know, there's, there's a character who either is Frankenstein or that they confused for Frankenstein. And it, again, it's just, you know, it's just Shaggy and Scooby running away from a monster, but <laughs> I, I didn't really know like where that was going to go or how much we could stretch that out into like a full length, you know, fictional movie screenplay. So right. I, I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll just put our heads together and figure it out. But I think we did. I, I'm really excited about this. I think it worked out way better than I thought. You know, I was I was nervous trying to put our thoughts and ideas onto Jay and Bob, who, again, are, you know, very distinct characters. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm pretty stoked on this one. I think it would fit pretty well in this universe if I do say so myself. I agree. Now, this this would be one I, I, I would love to to hear what Kevin Smith would think about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, uh, you know, just because he he is he is such a a, a nerd when it comes to, you know, playing in in other sandboxes. Like, I I would love to hear what he would have to say about other people playing in his sandbox. Um, You know, because clearly he's done that multiple times with superheroes. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all the way back to Clerks, like so many references to other pop culture. It's like the uh, the tagline for Red Pantheon that is on our website, which is pop culture is our culture mm-hmm. and that's always what i think of with with creators like kevin smith and ernest klein and people like that and i'm not saying that they don't have any original ideas but it's like everything that they write is funneled through this lifetime of consuming pop culture in movies and comics and music and games and that's part of what makes them so exciting especially to like nerd fans because it's like yay i saw star wars too you know (laughs) (laughs) hey i get that you know it's yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and that was especially cool back in the mid 90s before the star Wars prequels came out as just one example of like, hey, here's a movie with a couple of guys who were having a serious conversation about a nerd property that we really hadn't seen in a long time. And it was mm-hmm. cool to see that reflected on screen, even if the characters were, you know, 10 years older than I was when I saw it. But it was always really cool to see like, yeah, I have those thoughts, too, you know, and uh, oh, exactly. I think. Kevin Smith, he like I said at the beginning of the episode, he captured like the zeitgeist of a whole generation of, you know, guys like us and, uh, you know, pop culture obsessed, like middle class, you know, dudes who just who had something to say, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I got something to say, damn it. And I'm real um, angry about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Angst ridden. Exactly. But anyway, uh, once again, I appreciate you coming back, Mike, to join me after our short break in season three. Holy shit, season three here in 2024. And thanks to everyone out there listening for rejoining us on the Raised by Rentals program. You can find more about us online at RaisedByRentals.com or at RaisedByRentals on the socials. And I'm actually kind of excited that we did some measure of horror content in this episode because just today I signed us up for Slasher.tv. So we're on a new social media platform. Anyone out there is interested, Slasher.tv is a 
horror inclined social media platform i'm new to it but already i've seen what a cool community it is and i really love the horror community as opposed to a lot of other fandoms now they all have douchebag gatekeepers but the horror community as you know mike is probably the most open and accepting of all like fandom communities and I think it comes back to this like underlying belief that horror fans want more horror fans, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And uh, so I'm super excited about being on Slasher TV. It's literally been one day, and I've been like, holy shit, like, there's so much cool stuff on here, and I'm already making friends for our Raised by Rentals account. So join nice. us, Raised by Rentals. Uh, it's just slasher.tv slash Raised by Rentals, but you'll find it also linked out at RaisedByRentals.com on our link tree. Uh, so yeah, come drop us a line, befriend us. We'll we'll return the favor, friend you back, and hopefully as we start filling up our feed with our episode content and people see our you know horror mashups, uh, hopefully you know we'll we'll get some people who are interested. So I hope that if you're listening to this and you came through Slasher TV, let us know. Let let us know if, if that's how you found us because I'd be really excited to know that. Um, and as I mentioned, Red Pantheon, uh, redpantheon.com. We belong to a super team of podcasters, artists, musicians, all sorts of creative people, an art collective of creative friends supporting each other and helping to spread the word about rad stuff. So if you like this show, you'll definitely dig one of our Red Pantheon teammates. So check us out at Red Pantheon. And one of those teammates is the Boogeyman's Closet. Mike, your other podcast, what's going on over there? Um, well, right now we are doing Dealer's Choice Month, which is uh, me, Maurice, and Susie all picked a movie we wanted to cover. And then we let the fans vote on the last one for the month. And uh, we just had, let's see, Slumber Party Massacre was Susie's pick. That came out last, uh, yeah, last Monday. Um, and then the uh, Leatherface, which is Maurice's pick, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, will be coming out on the 15th. Um, I think this will be coming out after that. So the, the episode that will be coming out after you hear this is uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Um, and then we will be watching The Brain to close it out. Haven't decided what uh, February will bring, but we have we have some good choices for January. And um, yeah, and then of course, there's always Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash, where three grown man children bitch about pop culture and toys. Um, always a fun time with that one, too. Also on the uh, Rad Pantheon, so definitely check those out. Yeah, for sure. And I know you have a new podcast in the works. I won't make any official announcements. Uh, of course, you are welcome to here, but when that does uh, go live, you'll be able to find it at radpantheon.com. The day it comes out, I promise you. Yep, it is. uh, My hope is to launch in early February. I have a couple more things because me and uh, Josh Hibbard, one of the uh, other hosts with uh, me and Mike O'May on Count Creepyhead, um, me and him uh, do Pikmin's Vinyls, which is a toy company that Josh does all the sculpting and and stuff like that. Like he does all the creation. I'm just the the design guy. I draw stuff. And um, we have a bunch of projects coming out uh for assembly required which is in february so both of us are kind of scrambling to get uh, i have to get artwork done for packaging designs he's putting together a a metric ton of amazing new toys like seriously i've been seeing behind the scenes photos and like this guy is a machine i don't know how he puts all this together um but uh so we we won't have time to you know get the episodes we've recorded edited and up on on a feed 
until probably the end of the month, early February. But it is definitely coming. We have two episodes in the can. We have a third one uh, that we're planning to record. So hopefully we'll have a nice little uh, backlog so we can kind of... Uh, stay on top of the release schedule with no problem but uh, it's it's a lot of fun to make and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun to listen to so I'm, I'm hoping people dig it yeah yeah i'm definitely really looking forward to it and uh definitely check out once again count creepy head saturday morning monster mash recent episodes josh hibbard went into some detail about the material that he'll be bringing to assembly yeah. required uh, as long as well as all the other projects that are in the works so definitely check the podcast out and thanks to the host michael may for turning me on to slasher.tv and uh yeah hopefully you guys will check out some of the other podcasts and musicians and other creative types in the rad pantheon there's so many to list we listed them all out in our last episode the year in review that capped off season two i know i forgot a couple and i apologize to those of you who i did but man there's so many which makes me honestly pretty damn excited that we have uh, a lot of creative people you know who are banded together to help each other out uh in uh, this sort of cool art collective and anyway if you had fun with us don't forget to visit us on the socials. Don't forget to drop us a line, leave a comment, leave a podcast rating. Let us know what you think we should improv, improve next time. And with that, I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we have to return some videotapes. <laughs>